Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. It's Thursday, August the 4th, in case you're wondering. And joining me in studio today is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And in Kansas City, Kansas, is our good buddy, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Weather report, KC? <laughs> hot. hot. Is, it, is it hot? Hot. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's August, and it's hot, and we're tired of it, and... You know, yep. the the National Weather Service said we're going to get more snow than usual this coming winter. But that's no help in August. <laughs> right. <laughs> in fact, when you start getting all that snow, you'll be going, man, I miss the hot weather. I mean, man, I miss the hot weather. Um, I know. <laughs> well, it's 82 right here in Tupelo, so we're we're happy today. It's shocking. It's global cooling. <laughs> global cooling. That's right. <laughs> Going on right yeah. here. Oh, we got a little cloud cover, which always helps. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. Ed, tell folks how they can join us. So one you affectionately call that their internet. That's right. If you would like to watch us do this radio program, uh-huh. there are several options. We favor one, but we'll give you all three. You can watch on Facebook or YouTube. Simply search for today's issues and click through, and you can watch us do the program. Or you can go to AFA, uh, AFA streaming website. And the address for that is streaming.afa.net. So if you go online to streaming.afa.net, you can watch us do this program. We stream all now, starting this past Monday, stream all of our radio programs, a video stream live. In other words, as they're going on, you uh-huh. can watch streaming.afa.net. All you'll have to do if you don't have an account is set it up with a username, a password, and your email address, and you can watch us do radio. All right, check that out. Uh, our own live video streaming service now as of Monday. Yes. How do you how do you do that again? Take you about, what, six, 60 seconds, 120 seconds? To, yeah, you just simply... Uh, it's uh, free. It's, it's free. To watch that. Don't have to pay. And so you just go to streaming.afa.net. If you don't have an account there, you set it up with a username password and your email address jan markell coming up at the bottom of the hour and dr alex mcfarland too this hour chris uh, what's first story we're going to talk about here well let's begin with uh, continuing coverage of the so-called value them both amendment in kansas as we have reported on afn and discussed on this program uh, there was an amendment uh, voted on a couple of days ago in the great state of kansas um, and reasons vary as to why pro-lifers were soundly defeated. I have here a statement from the Value Them Both Coalition, which is a group of various pro-life organizations in Kansas, and uh, they say the mainstream media propelled the left's false narrative, and I think that would be a good time to bring in Ray's perspective, he being in the great state of Kansas. Ray, is it true, do you think, that the mainstream media propelled the left's false narrative here? Well, number one, I have heard a lot of... uh now, let me see. I've heard a lot of this from the pro-life side, in some degree complaining about the media. I got it from one of our Republican legislators. I got an email yesterday 
long list of things. Look, the media is not on the side of the pro-life movement. They never have been. They certainly are not now. So did they take the side of the pro-abortion people? Absolutely. Did they pervert and misconstrue what the amendment was all about? Yes. But the truth is, we're never going to get fair play from the national media, Chris. We just aren't. And Therefore, we've got to adjust, I think we've got to adjust our playbook to understand that the media is going to misstate, misrepresent whatever we say on the pro-life side. Uh, I will say this. The other side spent $6 million, plus they had the national media, and uh, they won. I mean, it was 60 to 40. Uh, so it was a – uh, there's a real message here, Tim, to the pro-life side. We've got, we've got to get smarter about the way we do things. We're going to play, is it this is this segment or next? Uh, we have Steve? the audio here if you want to play it. You're talking about the ad from the other side yes, sir. on this one? All and, right. And I'd like our, our listeners to to to, to catch, I was going to say, not even to catch a whiff. You will clearly see how demonically clever this ad is. It's very crafty the way this is worded. This is the ad coming from the pro-abortion side. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, Steve Jordan will cut this for us, and he'll be on later in the show. Uh, but this, what you're going to hear now is an ad run by pro-abortion anti-amendment folks in Kansas, and it frames the issue as liberty. It never mentions, it never mentions abortion once. Clip one. They call it a constitutional amendment. The truth, it's a strict government mandate designed to interfere with private medical decisions, a slippery slope that could put more of your individual and personal rights at risk. The ballot language is confusing, but one thing is clear. Kansans don't want another government mandate. So on August 2nd, send a message. Say no to more government control. Vote no on changing the Constitution. Sign me up for that. I mean, the way they made it sound, they made it sound like this is a pro-liberty issue. No, they were appealing to a red state. Yes, Right there. As you say, demonically uh, clever, clever. Yeah. What they did right there. So that it was that kind of messaging that was being put forth to try to sway people um, in a red state, uh, primarily, I mean, uh, to vote. uh, They were saying vote against a mandate. Yes. Okay. With, with, uh, you say with, mandate to conservatives. What I'm are they going to remember? We're, yeah. get, we're yeah. against it. We're yeah. voting yeah. against yeah. it. Right. So uh, now, I want to I want to talk about this too for just a minute because uh, it's being it's being played uh, across the national media. You mentioned national media. There are other amendments coming up uh, in in several other states this fall that are similar to what happened mm-hmm. in Kansas. It was a sixty forty vote. Uh, the vote was if you just take all the uh, messaging away from it and just say what was the vote about ray the vote was about whether or not the uh people of kansas agreed that the legislature should be able to regulate abortion in the state of kansas yes or no was that was that 100 percent. that's exactly what it was okay so all right Here's the way I see it, uh, why the vote was, was lost, and that is there was no in-between. Right. All right. Now, what I'm about to say is not the position that I hold, 
or that I think the Bible teaches or that Christians uh, should subscribe to, that is, life begins at conception and terminating or killing the life in the mother's womb after conception is immoral, and I would be opposed to that. Okay, Now, so that's, that's where I stand. That's where we stand as a ministry, and Ray, am I consistent with scriptural teaching there? 100%. Okay. 100%. Right. Okay, now let's talk about the general public here, the right. general voting public across America, in this case in Kansas. The general uh, feeling among most Americans is that they would be opposed to abortion, that they would be in favor of restricting abortion on demand, whether it's after the heartbeat begins or in the case of Kansas, it's 22 weeks, I think it is. Some states like Florida and others have 15. After 15 weeks, you can't get an abortion, right? So if if the issue would have been uh, yes, no, or somewhere in between, right? then the somewhere in between would have won in Kansas. Kansas is a red state. Basically, they've got two Republican senators. Pro-life candidate President Trump won by, uh, uh, beat Hillary Clinton by 20 points, beat uh, Biden by 15 points. Um, yes, they have a Democrat governor, but had you had, you had a, an ability to say, and I guess the, the people uh, on the other side will say, well, they had that ability. They rejected the idea that the Legislature could restrict uh, abortion, mm-hmm. uh, but the, you were left with a yes, no, and uh, I, am I right? You think I'm right there? Right? Well, number one, if you actually look at the amendment that was offered, I think I can say this now, after the fact, I had to read it, Tim, two or three times to understand clearly what it said. Okay. Right? It was written in, as those amendments are often are in, I guess you'd call it legalese, mm-hmm. So the average person off the street reading it wouldn't easily understand it. So we were putting an amendment before the people that wasn't crystal clear. It wasn't easy to grasp. I tell you what it was. It was easy to distort, which is what the other side did very well. They played the freedom card. They play, or Ed said, Ed, you said, the liberty card. Right. Well, everybody's for freedom. Everybody's for liberty. Yeah. And then you look at this amendment as it's written it's not, unless you studied, it's not clear even. There were some good pro-life people who said, are we for this or against it? Right. Okay. So that's part of the problem. The amendment itself, difficult to understand, easy to distort. The other side went to town on it. So I, I reject the idea of the notion that some national media are putting forth in pundits that this is a, a repudiation of the pro-life cause. Right. Okay. It's it's America is 50-50 on this issue, I would say, but there are more than 50%, probably 70, 80, 90% of Americans who agree in some sort of restrictions as it relates to abortion. Mm-hmm. They're not for late-term abortions, partial right. birth abortions, right. Right. <clears throat> sex selection abortions, uh, those kinds of things. So... Uh, there are going to be some argue this is why the Republican Party needs to get away from this issue, Ed. Well, yeah, and, and they're, they're wrong to suggest that. I think President right. Trump, in large measure, won in 2016 because he was so overtly pro-life 
and made a promise that a lot of pro-life people could relate to, and that is he was going to nominate constitutionalists, originalists, however you want to frame it, pro-life justices to the Supreme Court. So I think that's what turned a lot of evangelicals out for Donald Trump, who might have had some uh, hesitancy about mm -hmm. his personality and his past, but they thought he this guy is pro-life. And as it turned out, he did what other supposedly pro-life Republicans had not done, and that is up, keep his promises on that. Yeah. So it, it's a mistake. The left has just uh, trumpeted this vote in Kansas, as you suggested, as a, repru a repudiation of the Dobbs ruling by the Supreme Court and of the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. But it's not true. As, as Ray said, this was confusing for a lot of people. Plus, as you said, Tim, um, I, I think that the the majority of voters in our country right now are not for the biblical position that you outlined. They do not no, believe I agree that, with that all abortions sh should be banned, uh, and th especially when you consider uh, rape or incest. I think it's that's a hard sell for Bible believing Christians, and so you have this internal feud even in the pro life community. How far do we go? to promote the pro-life cause. Do we go for the whole loaf, part of the loaf? And we all know those arguments yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, going, are going on even now. All right, go, Chris. Uh, another story that uh, is going on today um, involves the White House celebrating uh, the big drop in gasoline prices. And How big say, a drop, Chris? Well, it's funny you ask, because I'm looking at AAA's daily fuel gauge report, which is the website I, I always go to that. for yeah. three or four times a day. This is the website I go to to talk about today's uh, average, mm -hmm. last week's average, things like that on the newscasts. Uh, mm -hmm. You might have heard me uh, mention those kinds of things. Today's national average is $4.13 for a gallon of regular. $4.13. A month ago, it was $4.80. So there's your big drop. It has dropped uh, in the last month. It has. Roughly 50 cents. Yes, and President Biden, who often likes to blame people when things don't go his way, is taking credit for this, saying, I'm the reason why gas is down. A politician taking credit and saying <laughs> yes. no blame? Joe Delaware Biden is, okay. uh, is doing that. Now, you have to kind of put all this in, in context here. Yes, gas is down. Uh, in the last month. But a year ago, the national average was $3.18. $3.18 yeah. this time last year. And I looked it up. When Donald Trump left office, it was two thirty nine on average. So gas may be down, but it's nowhere near what you were paying this time last year when prices started going up as a result of Biden's government policies. Well, um, this is one of the primary reasons for Joe Biden's unpopularity, is energy costs, namely uh, gasoline at the pump, which everybody you know, looks at, right? right. Um, unless you're a celebrity that gets on your private jet. Right. <laughs> and just, it doesn't bother you. Right. If you're just an everyday person out there, you do look at the, uh, you know, when your gas goes from filling up uh, at uh, $50 under Trump, now it's $80, $90 under Biden, you go, wow, you know, so what's changed? Uh, well, the president's changed. Mm -hmm. Now, under normal circumstances, uh, I don't blame presidents, Republicans or Democrats, whoever to be for the price of gas at the pump. They, they don't really control that. That's the oil market internationally. And it goes up and it goes down, mm -hmm. right? Supply and demand too. But in the case of Biden, I do blame him in large part because he went to war with the oil and gas industry from day one. 
So when you're at war with, an, uh, with the oil and gas industry that produces gasoline, making it more difficult to own them, uh, then uh, you're responsible uh, for increases in the prices. So when you saw those little stickers at the gas pumps and, and hmm. that some people put on the gas pumps so with Joe Biden saying, I did this yes. or I did that, talking about the price of gas going up yeah, a couple bucks uh, since uh, he came into office. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did do that in large extent, so he does deserve blame. Here's the thing, and I mentioned all, here it, it, a lot of, and, and again, uh, a lot of all politicians of all stripes uh, practice this. Uh, they take credit when things go good, but they deflect blame when things go bad. That's what Biden is trying to sell. Yesterday, the uh, French lady, who's his uh, a PR person at the White House mm-hmm. name Corinne Jean-Pierre yes, yes I just like y'all to say it because uh, <laughs> Corinne Jean-Pierre says she's not really French she has a French name but she's a uh, an American citizen obviously but she's the uh, she's uh, the new Jen Psaki right so uh she had a chart and she was saying how guys gas prices are going down and you guys need to give my boss Biden credit mm-hmm. for it uh problem with that is that just a couple of months ago before the gas prices were going down and when they were skyrocketing in may and june he said uh biden said it's not and the white house said there's not much we can do about this right right this is putin's Putin's price increases so there's not much we can do about the international oil market Mm -hmm. well shazam (laughs) now that it goes down ray they all of a sudden can do something about the uh, price of gas at the pump. I guarantee if it goes back up again. It'll be root and toot and poop. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be his, his gas and price. Anyway, I don't think you it, did there. I, everybody's happy that the price of gas is going down some. Right. Uh, but nobody's. I don't think hey. anybody's buying that it's uh, Biden deserves a round of applause for I it. bought two gallons of diesel for, for, a, for a $10 bill I had in my pocket this week, mm. and I was glad. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. sad, really. Th- I mean, when you, you're Mr. celebrating President. $4, $5 prices, yeah. uh, that, you know, some people were saying this is uh, the administration's attempt to, it's kind of a new normal where they want you to see their solutions, to how, how you're benefiting from their actions and you're st- and you're not paying attention to the fact that gas is still $2 more than it was a couple of years ago. Well, Ray, I got to tell you, a, a lot of us remember the president saying, Listen, we're in a transition. Oh, yeah. That's right. what the hardship is all about. And when we get through it all, we'll all be glad we went through this, these high prices because we'll all be driving electric vehicles. Oh, my. Mr. President, look, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think Joe has a clear idea of what is going on with the average American family. you know, if you got a big SUV, maybe it was up over $100. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, look, we're glad it's come down 50, 60, 70 cents. Talk to us when it's come down another dollar. Talk Mm -hmm. to us when it gets down to President Trump levels. Then you've got something to brag about. It is worth pointing out that historically speaking, gas does tend to go down after the summer months because of uh, government policies that require certain blends, you know, for the right. environment or whatnot. What so, are those blends, Chris? What are those blends? Yeah, go into that in well, detail. <laughs> the EPA, I'm, really, I'm really curious about The EPA this. requires certain stuff to be mixed or removed from gas during uh-huh. certain periods of the year because of air quality purposes. Sure. 
Uh, and so when you get into the fall and the winter, they remove those restrictions because uh-huh. they're not as worried about it. During football season? Yes, during football season, when we're not paying attention to it, by the way. Right. Uh, so so what's going to be interesting here is we might see a downward trend in prices if history remains true and gas does go down in the fall months and we all have the big election coming up in November. Well, and plus supply and demand usually dictates that as the summer months approach, May and June, mm-hmm. okay, when people start to travel more, gas prices go up because yeah. it's a supply-demand issue. It is. Uh, same amount of supply, but demand in vastly increases. That mm-hmm. increases the yeah. price. Now we're getting ready to go back to school, so supply and demand begins to uh, uh, show a little bit more uh, equ- equilibrium. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good Good way to get equilibrium word I, in. I got that. Ray, any, any, any thoughts in. on this? Oh, I, I, yeah. Tim, I think you were asking, Chris, what was the magic stuff that the government wants to put in the gas? He called it mixing. It I think Chris called yeah. it mixing. Mm-hmm. Mixing, yeah. What is that Blends. magic stuff? Does it, well, I, <laughs> I just, it sounds like to me it's the, it's the Arnold Palmer of fuel, right? A little Come on, lemonade. people. You don't know what an Arnold Palmer if is? I, a little listen, lemonade, if a little I could tea. put sweet tea and lemonade in my gas tank today, I would. My joke was there. <laughs> it's right there. You know, we the problem it. is I we don't drink but I had to, sweet tea. Yeah. So I, I had what? to, I had to, rem- I had to remember. No, I don't drink coffee either. What? He's, he's, he's only half American, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But I, I did have to re- recall the Arnold Palmer. That's that half and half. I, I yeah, like but that. you don't have to mix it with I half. Do. You don't have to mix it with sweet tea. You can go unsweet tea and still throw your lemonade in there. I do that. They'd still be fine. A lot yeah. of times in area restaurants where they have the get-your-own-drink counter, yeah. uh, oftentimes I will get it half lemonade, half tea. I usually do unsweet. Mm. But that's just but, uh, you, but uh, you start mixing <laughs> sweet. If you mix sweet tea, my wife does this with lemonade. It's it's stout. A little, um, little too much for you. Uh, even from a guy from Mississippi, uh, it's pretty strong. It's, it's, that's, it's, some, that's some serious sugar right there. Yeah. Do you hear Do you hear uh, Wilford Brimley say drink. diabetes yeah. when you take a? I tell you, take a you know what? Uh, I know this is uh, this is impacting people's lives. Our discussion the last minute or two, in in big ways. But uh, when you stop uh, drinking sweet tea, mm-hmm. and I did. Uh, I'm talking about just straight up sweet tea. Yeah, you, you know, know a ton of sugar, which I grew up on, which you can just right. about chew. As the drink. God intended, as, sweet <laughs> Ray, Ray's Alabama boy, he grew up on sweet tea too, God and I did intended. too. But uh, then I, you know, I wanted to cut back on your sugar, so right. I started going half and half, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet, un, un, half unsweet. But after you've been half and half for a year, and then you mm. taste sweet tea again, you just almost can't drink it because it's so heart oh, yeah. so so sweet so uh anyway uh you're listening to today's issues let's take our break early here as uh, we let, let people digest what we've just discussed the last five minutes and and maybe apply it to their own lives get yourself an arnold palmer <laughs> get yourself break. an arnold palmer arnold palmer made a he made a mint off off that yeah he did I heard I heard him talk about the story about how that happened. Shall we share? Yeah, listen, I just want to want to know about. Well, the- all right, real quickly, he was he was having a lunch somewhere. He was in line, and he told the lady who was making the drinks, "I want a half lemonade, half tea." And um, then he went and sat down. And then another lady who was behind him came over and said, "Hey, I just had an Arnold Palmer." And he said, "What?" She said, uh, "Yeah, what you ordered? That's what I had." And that it came to him, Arnold and Arnold Palmer. 
And then he went on. Now you can go in any grocery store in America and yeah. buy cans of Arnold yeah. Palmer. Arnold. As long as the right. two are in yeah. equilibrium. Yeah, right. Could be back. <laughs>What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of the first stops we make when we get to Jerusalem to begin our Holy Land trip, we go to the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the old city of Jerusalem. You've read about the Mount of Olives in the Bible. You've read about the city of Jerusalem in the Bible. Those are real places that we're going to visit in March of 2023. We've already registered about 50 people. We hope to take about 100 people on this very special trip to Israel. For all the information, go to twholyland.com. The dates are there. The costs are there. The itinerary is there. Everything you need to know, twholyland.com, twholyland.com. No COVID shots required. No COVID testing required. It's all back to normal. A passport and a suitcase, and you can join us. Go to TWHolyLand.com for all the information. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach... I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash We need to have a serious conversation in this country about the fourth estate. The mainstream media, CNN, the New York Times, the networks, they have all become propaganda machines churning out one-sided rhetoric. Their mission over the past five years has been pretty obvious. Stop Donald Trump no matter the cost. And they did, knowingly broadcasting and publishing lies and half-truths about the president and his administration. The propaganda campaign started well before he put his hand on the Bible. Media outlets advancing allegations our president was a traitor, that he colluded with the Russians, turned out not to be true. Fake news. They said he praised white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia. Again, a provable lie. And most recently, an inspector's general report struck down one of the most egregious lies, that the president had ordered police to move protesters out of Lafayette Park so he could take a picture in front of a church. Whatever happened to Just the Facts, America? I'm Todd Stearns. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed, Chris, and uh, 
Also, Ray is joining us from Kansas City. We three are here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and we thank you for listening to AFR wherever you may be across the great fruited plain. Um, before we go to Jan Markell real quickly, there is a, 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 a breaking story, right? Ed, and I want to talk about this for just a moment. Yeah, this is uh, the, the case of uh, Brittany uh, Griner, who's a WNBA women's uh, professional, basketball, professional player. basketball player. Now, she has been in Russia. I forget, for, uh, Chris, for how many, how many months she's been there, but she went to Russia, had uh, illegal substances, drugs, and paraphernalia with her. She was arrested, and she has been sentenced now to nine years in prison uh, found guilty of drug possession and drug smuggling, was also fined 1 million rubles. I don't know what that is in uh, American dollars. Uh, but this, she she could, if if nothing happens, which I think, the, I think the Russian legal system has put pressure on the Biden administration with this case to try to get a deal to swap Brittany Griner for, uh, there's a couple of uh, Russians of interest that they're wanting to get sprung from uh, uh, prison in this country. But if that doesn't happen, this lady, Brittany Griner, will spend nine years in prison in Russia. Yes, uh, she was arrested in February, uh, and airport authorities in Russia allegedly found four vape cartridges containing hash oil. And she doesn't deny she did this. Hmm. Right. You know, first of all, I... Nine years, you know, seems all right. I'm just this is my opinion, and I, right. I'm I, everybody can have their own opinion. Uh, this is this is Russian law, right. okay? So they're they have strict laws against, I guess, drugs, and we have strict laws here in America, but we don't follow them all right. the time. But that's just nine years. Is you think that's, that's draconian? That's, yes, to me, that's just horrible. Mm. But that it is what it is. She did do this. Now, here's the thing. Uh, so I feel sorry for her in in in, the, in 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 that sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't feel sorry for her in what she did because it was stupid. Right. I mean, just think you can just go over there with drugs in your back. But that's but <laughs> and, that's like the, that's like that's pure Americana in terms of. No accountability. I don't care what the I don't care what your law is. I'm going to do what I want. Well, and, and also, the way they I, also I'm a sport. Here. I'm a sports star. Right, right. And she was tra- she was other traveling, I guess, with some other Americans playing in uh, basketball games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: it puts Biden in a little bit of a uh, pickle. Pickle because she is an African American woman, right? Who is a lesbian, an open lesbian. She's got a She's married, quote she's, unquote. Yeah, uh, and and so and she's uh, the, and this case is 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 been widely publicized. Mm-hmm. So Biden's going to be, uh, you know, pressured to give everything Russia that they want in return for her. Now there are a couple of other Americans that I know of who are over there, Ray. Uh, right. They aren't they aren't high profile like this uh, uh, young lady is, but. Uh, He'll be he'll be Biden will be put on the spot about what, what are you going to say, Chris? Well, he's already been quoted today as saying that the sentence is unacceptable, so he's put himself in the spot. Well, is that Biden, he's Biden said that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that means nothing. 
It is Not acceptable. To the Russians. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No. So he, he's going to have to make some kind of deal, right? They right. know it. Yes, and 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 he has no leverage. Correct. He's he's going to have to. He right. would have to give right. Russia, you know, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> are you, well, are we're you, not giving them North Carolina. I know North Carolinians right now are Maybe going. Don't trade us. Why are you trading us? <laughs> Vermont. I wrote. I wrote. Vote for Vermont. Let's give them. I Nobody in New England I, likes Vermont. Bernie anyway. Sanders might be in favor of Vermont being <laughs> traded to Russia. I, 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 I give Bernie an offer they can't deal. resist. I just do give, it. I just give them California. <laughs> Cal. No, we need we need their vegetables and stuff. Duly noted, yeah. Ed. Who needs the maple syrup? Look, they what else don't get, want get her coming they, from Vermont. They do not want her in prison over there for nine years. The Russians don't. It doesn't do them any good. They want to make a deal. Right? Do you remember they, the Russia that they're trying to get? It's some. It's uh, some nefarious they, 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 I've never heard it's of it. A weapons nefarious, dealer. Right. Yeah. Right. A weapons huh? dealer. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of ironic because it's a player to be named later. The U.S. does trade and sell arms <laughs> to other countries. That's exactly right. <laughs> A player to be we'll, – all right, we'll give you this Russian right. and a player to be named later and the horse he rode in on. All right. All for Brittany. But we're Reiner. keeping North Carolina. That's right. You, you got that right. Remember North Carolina. Right. All right. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Jan Markell has had a show on AFR for many years. She's the host of Understanding the Times. That's the name of the show. Airs Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Time and Sundays at noon Central Time right here on American Family Radio. And uh, Jan joins us now from uh, the state of Minnesota. Good morning, Jan. Uh, how about we give them Minnesota? Nobody else wants it. <laughs> but you give you notice, right, so you can move to Iowa no, or something. Nobody else wants this state. <laughs> Well, yeah, Minnesota does have its problems right now. They got some pretty good sports teams, though, yeah, uh, yeah, Jan. Yeah. So I'd hate to give them Minnesota. Uh, I, I, I listen. I'm just staying with my original. I'm uh, going Vermont. You're Vermont. I mean, they bring absolutely nothing. The to The little the table. state with great potential. They have not, They bring yeah. nothing to the table. Uh, Ed, we got, <laughs> we're going to lose all three of our. Listeners. I'm from New Hampshire. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, we bordered Vermont. I see the rivalry, and there was rivalry. That's there. the live free or hate <laughs> on Vermont state. That's right. Hey, Jan. And you and uh, uh, Michelle Bachman have been teaming up a lot over the last couple yeah. of years with your. Uh, we have. She's been on your show, and you guys have done a lot together. Uh, you got a special event coming up? Yes, this evening, and folks can live stream it at no cost. We, we, we have a bi monthly, every other month, Understanding the Times kind of mini conferences. We used to have a major one in a Twin Cities suburb and drew about 5,000 people. COVID kind of wrecked all that. We're doing. A little lower key events now every other month. Michelle will be our guest this evening and uh, at a local church here in Minneapolis. And then folks can live stream that central time uh, through MarkHenryMinistries.com. MarkHenryMinistries.com. And it'll be on my website by, I'd say, within two days, the whole thing. It's a two hour evening. We're going to talk about all the nutty, crazy things, and some of them very serious, going on in the world today. And I, when I say all, how do you hit them all? But so, try, try to hit some highlights of what's going on in the world today. Michelle knows these things better than anybody. I know she's just been plugged into, oh, what's happening for uh, ever since mm-hmm. I've known her, at least the last 25 years. 
and of course served in Congress from 07 until 2015. So she's still very active. She got back from Israel yesterday uh, for a trip she had to take there for, well, I won't go into that. But anyway, today, tonight she's with us. What is her view of the relationship currently between the U.S. and Israel? Oh, well, Michelle takes a position that might be a little bit different than some folks. And, and, and of course, we're all concerned that when the left runs anything, they abandon Israel. It's the first thing they want to pick on is, is Israel and support um, nations that are representing Islamic terror more than they would support support Israel. So we're all very concerned about that. Uh, Michelle takes a rather dim view of the Abraham Accords that came about in January of uh, 2020 and and feels uh, some of our problems in America could be traced back to that event in January 2020 because the next day after that announcement of the Abraham Accords, which actually gave up some land in Israel, and that's the downside, um, the COVID, well, I guess we could say the COVID crisis the next day with the, the announcement of a special committee and uh, Dr. Fauci and Burks, et cetera, were the next day. So, so that's her position that the minute we start to offer giving away land in Israel, then God sends a judgment on whatever nation does that. So that's, that's her rather strong position. You know, I was in Israel, this is probably uh, seven, eight years ago, going through the... Uh, Shrine of the Book Museum, which yeah. houses the uh, the uh, houses the uh, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, okay. Yes. And yes. and uh, lo and behold, there was Michelle Bachman. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, she was yeah. she was leading going a in, tour. She was going in. No, she wasn't leading tour, but she was. Uh, well, I didn't th- see a tour group with her, but she was uh, going through it. Her, she, she may have been have lost. She them. may have been le- uh, leading a couple friends in. Yeah. I don't know. I think I said hello. I did say hello. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, I'm sure that made an impression. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> on her that it, well, she remembers to to this day. Yeah, I'll ask her tonight, yeah, Tim, on the on, on the go, platform. I, the I will <laughs> on the platform. Yeah, put her on the spot. <laughs> uh, I will. All right, that so so folks want to listen to that, watch that. What do they need to do again? Just access uh, MarkHenryMinistries.com at seven central. We'll go 7 to 9 Central Time. Michelle will talk briefly. We'll have a panel discussion with her. I'm a part of that. We'll have a Q&A. I'm a part of that. And Pastor Mark Henry, who's hosting the event. And, and we generally have a couple hundred thousand uh, viewers electronically. So wow. conferencing has changed since I started in 2002 because now the emphasis is heavily attracting the online through live streaming and it's just very effective very effective way to get the gospel out just as is christian radio of course so interesting times all right jan with the uh look forward to that and uh, we look forward to your show this weekend on american family radio thank you so much okay take care that's jan markell joining us from the twin cities in minnesota another i'm sorry i was just gonna say tim ed chris and ray here with you. Go ahead. Ed. I was going to just say just quickly that uh, what uh, Jan, uh, we were just listening to Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times on American Family Radio, but what she said is is so true in terms of technology allowing the message to get out, conferencing she was referring to, but you can go all over the world with it. 
I mean, it could be people from the Middle East listening to that conference just because of the way technology uh, makes that available. Ray probably knows that as well as anyone because a lot of his uh, ministry reaches people uh, via the uh, the Internet. You know, Ed, she, Jan was just saying some huge number of people, huge number are of online mm-hmm. viewers. I mean, we go online, do Bible teaching. We get people from around the world. I think when, when Jan throws one of these conferences and you get this worldwide response, it does tell us people are interested. Yes. People want to know what's going on. And, you know, my observation is people who don't go to church and don't read the Bible, they know something is up in the world today, that the world is out of sync, that we're living in such dangerous times. People want to know what does the future hold? From my perspective, guys, from the standpoint of a Bible teaching, there's never been a better time to teach the Bible than today because people realize we are living in perilous times. We need to know the truth. We need to find out what God has had to say. So God bless Michelle and Jen and all of them with the Mm -hmm. conference tonight. It's very timely. Well, joining us now is Dr. Alex McFarland. Alex is heard each weekday afternoon here on American Family Radio with Bert Harper. Brother Bert and Alex do the program uh, on American Family Radio, Exploring the Word, which is a live on the radio Bible study. And a lot of you listen each afternoon here to Bert and Alex. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. Uh, where are you today? I am in Cedar Falls, Iowa today at a wonderful family camp. Uh, Tell us about it. Well, yeah, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference is in its 101st year, and uh, I'm doing the teen track. There are about 800 adults here, and uh, I don't know how many, maybe 100 teenagers, and so we're teaching biblical worldview. And uh, Tim, I just texted you a picture. I literally moments ago met a dear lady named Chris Oberhow, and she is such a fan of AFR. She has AFR, uh, 80, 88.9 AFR. That's her license plate on her. <laughs> I know. Wow. Hey, do you think uh, it's okay with her if we put this on our Facebook page? Uh, I'll ask her. She's at, here. And, uh, ask her because, night, uh, because she, this is a great picture. Uh, yeah. And I think our other listeners would like to see this. This is from – so how does Chris pronounce her last name? Oberhow. Uh, yeah, she's and, from uh, Waverly, Iowa. She listens to our station there, 88.9, and her license tag, obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously Iowa, right? I mean, that's your, yeah. home, that's your home state. And then it's got 88.9. What well, doesn't they point? But eighty-eight nine. Look at uh, with, and she's uh, she's out by the car with Alex. Look at that, eighty-eight yeah. nine AFR. <laughs> I like it. And and I asked her. She was so sweet. And by the way, the people here are wonderful. Um, this Bible conference last night when I got on site, uh, probably three dozen people came up and they said, "Oh my goodness, we love you and Burt. We love AFR." But uh, Chris Oberhow. Uh, I asked her, I said, oh, so do you, do you like manage the station or something? She goes, nope, I'm just a fan of AFR. She said, I listen, I love Sandy Rios, I love uh, E.W. Jackson, I love uh, Today's Issues. She said, I just wanted to put it on my license plate to make people aware of awesome. AFR. Awesome. And I was like, praise hey, God, thank you. <laughs> well, get her address and we'll send her an AFR travel mug. There we go. Okay. Stainless Wonderful. steel. Yes, and uh, and we we will definitely want to give her one of those for for being a free uh, 
advertising arm for yes, us there. Yes, that's right. In the great state yeah, of Iowa. She, right, she's so, right out here. So, Ray, uh, you and Alex are doing the same type thing, speaking at these Bible conferences. Well, Alex, it's, it's fantastic what you're doing, and uh, I think we're finding people are hungry for the Word of God, Alex. They want to they know what God has said, given the situation in the world today. They, they really are. And, you know, for those listening that may be new to the AFR programming and all that, the enthusiasm people have all over America, the goodwill, the excitement, um, is because people are so hungry. And I'll tell you what's really encouraging. I'm out here, you know, doing my fourth of four Bible camps this summer, speaking to teenagers. And um, I was in Georgia, Colorado. We did one in North Carolina. What thrills my heart are the number of young people that listen to AFR. And like week before last, I was in eastern North Carolina, and I was talking to some guys that came from Kansas. And these are 15-year-old guys. One guy that I'm thinking of, 15-year-old guy, his name is Thatcher. And he was asking me all about Tony Perkins and all about E.W. Jackson. And I said, you listen to this or to your parents? He goes, well, my parents listen sometimes, but I listen every day. And so you got to understand, this is exciting, folks. Young people, well, people of all ages, but people are hungry. They know that the liberal spin and the woke indoctrination uh, that they're getting is not right. And they look to AFR for the real scoop, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I want to tell you this. Twice in the Atlanta airport, I've been flagged down by people who saw me, and they said, oh, Alex... Please tell Tim we love AFR. And then I was in the Dallas airport, DFW, a couple of months ago, and somebody flagged me down. They said, Alex, we love AFR. You're doing a great job. So, guys, I just want to say it is making a difference. People are hungry, and um, we're hungry too. I I want to know what's true. I want to know the real news and the what's your what's your what's your you're saying you're you're doing the teen track. You're speaking to how many young people? Oh, probably a hundred. Okay, a hundred. What's your going to be your topic? Well, um, when I speak in about ten minutes, it's the sanctity of human life. Last night I did for teens a Christian response to the LGBTQ trans movement, and then I'm going to be doing a talk. This is what they asked me to speak on: is life and why why we should be pro life and why there should be legal protection for the unborn. Uh, and how many? How many? Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh. Well, and, and you know, these biblical worldview issues, wh- whether it's gender, whether it's the sanctity of life, whether it's defending the, the Christian gospel, I want to tell you, folks, because I'm in front of middle school and high schoolers two or three times a week, they are hungry for it, they receive it, and they feel empowered when we train them on how to defend their faith. And, Ray, you, you found the same thing. Uh, you spoke to several hundred teens in... Uh, Word of Life camp in New York last week, right? A hundred percent. Exactly, Alex, what you said. Uh, God is raising up a new generation. And I want to say this to give hope to people out there who despair because the young people of America are under such assault, such attack. But I believe God's raising up a generation of young men and young women, exactly what Alex said, middle schoolers and high schoolers who, number one, want to know the truth, and number two, are going to go and are determined to make a stand. They understand the issues better than we think. Uh, they're under assault. I had one young girl said, my school is like 
Sodom and Gomorrah. And Mm. she came to me, how can I make a difference in my own school? So Alex, I see the same thing you're seeing. God is at work among young people today, Christian young people, and we need to be encouraged. We need to support them and we need to pray for them. Chris? If I may, uh, I would like to point out that we do have a ministry here to young Christians. It's called Engage Magazine. You can find our articles on EngageMagazine.net. I've written some things over the years. Uh, we've got a ton of writers, though, that contribute well, to— What is It's a free website. What is that? EngageMagazine.net. And who is it for? And it's for young Christians. Snaps. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the kids out there. I'm old enough okay. to now call them kids. No, it's for, it's for what— uh, maybe uh, 14 to 30. Yeah, somewhere around in there. Okay. Gen Zers uh, and then uh, millennials. millennials. Uh, we also have a radio program on American Family Radio on Saturday afternoons called yeah. Share Truth, Apply Scripture. So check that out. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's encouraging both uh, from you, Ray, and from Alex. And uh, uh, so so the uh, what, where's the camp at you're at again? We're in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Okay. Is that near... Where is that near? Uh, about a, an hour from Cedar Rapids. And, uh, hey, the good news is they already invited me back for next year. Hey, but l- let me tell you this And really they haven't quickly. even heard you speak yet? Uh, ED spoke well, last they heard me oh, last, last night. night. I guess okay, last I was, night was a test run. <laughs> I, was just, I was just teasing. Go ahead. You were going to say something else? Well, I want to encourage moms and dads to know what your children are being taught in school and uh, let me say this, I'm only speaking for Alex here, but moms and dads seriously consider private Christian schooling or homeschooling because um, as a child told me in Georgia, I was just in, in South Georgia, little boy, middle school young man, and we were talking about the LGBTQ trans, critical race theory, anti-America in public schools. And this little boy, he said, I just feel like we're getting beaten over the head with it. And look, even kids uh, sense that they're being fed an agenda. And I know, listen, I know there are some Christians in public education that are valiantly trying to do right. My sister was a high school science teacher in the public school, devout Christian. And, and God bless the Christians that are trying to navigate the waters of public education. But moms and dads, your, your kid's mind and soul uh, is is hanging in the balance. So moms and dads know what your children are being taught, and in in the home and in the church and in the classroom, we need a a worldview that affirms God and country. We do. Amen. All right, Alex. Well, listen. Take care, and if you can uh, ask uh, ask Chris Cr- ask Chris if we yes. can use her picture. With you and her, with her license tag, if we can put it on our Facebook page, or we can go ahead and do it and ask forgiveness later. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, Ameri- I'll, that's. I'll get her name and address. That's the American and way. Uh, I'm I, on it. Okay. Also, All right. the, also the American way to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's going to care, but I want to ask permission yeah. anyway because sure. it's her. It's sure. her car and it's her tag, but it's her and Alex. It's an awesome picture there from uh, Cedar Rapids. Iowa, yes, sir. Iowa. All right, take care, Alex. Talk to God you God bless everybody. Okay. reason I was at, where, uh, is Cedar Rapids and Cedar, is that, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at the map of Iowa and see where the Okay, well, while you're doing that, uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of uh, piggyback on what Ray said and Alex to some extent. I like the extent. way you do Iowa and then you said piggyback. Oh, I, I like I, the way you I, I wasn't, that. Good. I'm just trying to Actually, keep things in equilibrium. Yeah, yeah bacon. So I can, Go. you know. All right, so, um, 
what I was going to say is uh, Ray wanted to encourage Christians. I think that's a really good theme because it is possible. It is very likely even that a lot of Christians get discouraged. The more they stay up on what's happening, the, the more, if they're not careful, Ray, the more they can fall into despair because it you can run the risk of only focusing on the negative. I wanted to just mention the fact that I, I've always, one of my favorite sermons to preach is about God working behind the scenes and behind the circumstances we can see. And I, I like to pick uh, passages like when Moses, you know, saw the burning bush. I'm guessing his morning started off the way every other morning in his life did. He had no idea he was going to come face to face with Almighty God, or that God was about to begin the process of delivering his people from the bondage that they had in Egypt. So I just wanted to encourage folks, and Ray, get you to comment. Folks, it is important that you remember that God is working behind the scenes right now. I'm not just saying if he is, he is working behind the scenes. And Ray, what you and Alex were talking about, young people in this country, um, that's one of the areas where God is working behind the scenes, but it is important to stay in the Word so we recognize the fact that God is always doing something, even when it looks darkest. Well, Elijah, he was in the cave, right? I and I alone am left, Lord. I'm the, I'm all you've got, right? And boy, <laughs> and that, that's said, discouraging, Lord. <laughs> Come on out. Come on out, Elijah. I got 7,000 more that have not bowed the knee to Baal. God's got his people in the worst moments. Ed, God's got his people, and I believe he's I believe he's building Elijah-like remnant among the young people, Christian young people in America today. So I'm on that front. I'm very encouraged. Keep praying, support young people, youth ministry, all the rest. I'm reminded of that song, What a Mighty God We Serve. Yes. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. We never lose hope when we can when we trust in God Almighty, because He's a God of hope and the God of yesterday, today, and, and tomorrow. Tomorrow. Amen. Amen. All right, we shall return in five minutes with more of today's issues right here on AFR. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.